gratitude creates joy, as Brene Brown says. And so like the more you focus on gratitude in your life, the more joyful you can be. And I feel like that is really like every one is saying like every happiness expert is like focus on gratitude, like have your gratitude journal, like really gratitude is so big. And imagine like you're going through every single thing you own and focusing on gratitude and just like rewires your brain. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today's guest on Spark Joy is Christine O'Brien. Christine's mission is to help moms create calm and joyful lives. She is a KonMari consultant trainee located in Northern California. A highly trained coach with many years of experience, Christine has blended two powerful schools of thought to help moms be more present with their children, simplicity parenting and the KonMari method. Christine coaches from the heart using joy as a guide and her clients find so much peace in having less, doing less and editing their lives and their homes with intention. Welcome to Spark Joy, Christine. Welcome, Christine. Thanks so much. Well, we always like to start by asking anyone who has gone through KonMari consulting training, what led you down the path of moving from being a KonMari super fan to actually, um, you know, moving forward with the method as a way of integrating into your uh, coaching experience? Well, I just found like it would profoundly change my life in such a way. And I'm already a coach of teachers and it just suited my life so well. And I really could see how I could um, help moms really transform their lives. Awesome. And I saw that you built a solid following online as well. You have a Facebook group uh, and it is called the Kamari Method life-changing magic, and it's grown to over 24,000 members. So please tell us how that got started, because that's amazing. Yeah, and I have to say that I think that was actually the very first Facebook group I ever joined having to do with KonMari. Yeah, it was right away. So I read the book and really wanted to have a support group around doing it, because it is a big investment, and I really wanted to have um, just support, accountability, and So I started a Facebook group and immediately there were like hundreds of people joining and I had originally thought it would be like 10 people or so, but yeah, every month there's like a thousand people that join and it's really grown and I just find so much joy from running the group and learning so much about what people's challenges are and you know, sharing and supporting people and just the inspiration and the positive vibes of the group are so great. Yeah. Well, speaking of challenges, you help a lot of the moms in the group find calm and joy and just more simplicity in their in their life. Can you define what that means for you? I know you practice a technique called simplicity parenting. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, simplicity parenting is was a book by Kim John Payne, and he um, 
wrote the book and it has a method of simplifying your home. And partially it's about the environment, but it's also about your um, schedule and um, toning down media and more like living the life at a child's pace um, mm. instead of this kind of hectic, overscheduled, over media saturated lives that we have. Um, so it's really kind of taking KonMari into the family home and also spreading out into routines and schedules and more into life in different ways, if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell me a little bit more. It's so interesting about your consulting practice. How, how does that, how did your practice work? I know that you have a virtual program um, and that's called From Chaos to Calm. And that's primarily for moms and those who are looking to commit to a, a simpler life. What has that been? What has that been like for you and your clients? Uh, is your consulting primarily virtual? Do you do in-person consulting? How is your, how is your business model set up? Um, I do a lot online because as busy moms, that's where we spend time right. <laughs> and can have reach. And I have reach, I have clients across the world. So online really helps as far as like coaching people through um, transforming their home and their life. So simultaneously. And so the groups are great because it is really, again, about accountability and supporting each other and group problem solving, like using the wisdom, the collective wisdom that the moms have. It's mostly moms that I have some that are grandmothers or uh -huh. other, but yeah, just that collective wisdom to support each other through the process and offer advice and just keep accountable and keep motivated to focus on your environment and your home and focus on making the changes in your life that you want to make so that you live your best life. So can you tell us a little bit about how th how this has shown itself in your own life? What what has that transformation been like for you and your family? Wow, just like completely incredible transformation on every level. And, you know, from the physical, just like having less clutter and feeling mm -hmm. more confident and like clear in my space, but also just in my like relationships with people and my relationship with myself primarily, I mm -hmm. think I was like suffering from depression, anxiety, and really self-criticism. And so I don't know, it seems like funny to say like letting go of all these physical things led to letting go a lot of the negativity and a lot of um, just the anxiety that I had and other on the emotional level so that mm -hmm. I'm like feeling just actually a lot more joy in my life. And I would say joy um, is not, you have to be able to feel like all the range of emotions and I'm still experiencing full life and I'm not just happy all the time, mm -hmm. but my regular standard life is so much l like happier and more relaxed and confident. Um, and so that's, the real transformation that I've found besides a nicer environment. Wow. Do you find that you can better relate to your clients now that you have kind of gone through that transformation and you recognize that it's kind of an ongoing journey? It's not necessarily over, right? Oh, definitely. I've learned so much from running the group and working with so many different moms and 
just seeing again, like the challenges that people have and where people get stuck and there's so much commonalities. And because I've done it myself, I've felt like a lot of the difficult parts of myself. And so, yeah, I can really feel it for other, my clients sure. as well. Yeah. And in the group is the, are there topics that just kind of are reoccurring coming up? You mentioned that there, a lot of people seem to have the same pain points. What are, what are some of those? Um, I think some common ones are um, just like being too overwhelmed to even start. And so having a lot of fear of even starting the process or getting stuck, like at some point through the process of simplifying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then definitely like, what about my partner, my husband? What about my kids? Like, how do I do this with a family? I think has been a really like where people are wondering, like, what are the answers in my specific situation? If I have kids or animals or maybe a partner who's not really on board, um, I, I think, yeah, there's so much that I've learned that's common for a lot of people experience, going through the KonMari method. Yeah, I think with my clients, I, I hear this so often when there are, when there are kids and, and, and spouses involved. It's, it's the questions have to do with... Um, should we, you know, who do we do first? Do we do the nine-year-old first? Do we do the four-year-old first? And how much can they participate? And and kids are different. So there's like no one answer that works. Every family is different. So um, I'm sure that you have found as you have worked through these questions with your clients that the answers are not always um, are not always easy and sometimes they're evolving. And one of the things I think is so interesting about the whole KonMari tidying processes, we talk about this doing it once and doing it, you know, having it done forever. But I think that it gets misunderstood. I mean, obviously life is ongoing and, and kids and families are evol- always evolving. So, um, you know, something that worked really well one day doesn't necessarily work the same way six months later. Have you found that to be, have you found the, the, the way families change and evolve to be an important part of your consulting practice as, uh, when working with families? Oh, absolutely. So the first part of what you're saying is that kids are different and families are different and we all have our unique ways of approaching life and our needs. And so, yeah, just being able to guide a family through all those questions on an individual basis, I think is really important and helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the second part of So, yeah, we just had a really good thread about this on the Facebook group of just like, wait, where's the click point when you have kids? Because especially like as the the youngest ones, they're changing, like your infant will grow and change in the first year tremendously. So it's like every month you're changing out clothes and, Mm -hmm. you know, toys because their brain is developing really quickly. And it slows down a little bit, but even my daughter is five now and she's changing like every three months we're doing different um needs for her clothes and also for her brain development like the toys that she's interested in change and so it's much more fluid and um and even thinking as an adult we change much less but we're still changing and readjusting Mm -hmm. and especially like as you get more and more and more in tune with what brings you joy there's like more space that develops for like following really what brings you joy. And I don't think that's necessarily like really quick to come about, like some things take longer. And and then with kids, back to kids again, but just like that they have birthdays and Christmas or whatever the holidays and 
like stuff coming in constantly. I think right. that's a big challenge for a lot of people to kind of figure out what to, how to stay on top of it once you've let go of things. Um, but I do recommend just like, as things come in, just doing the joy, no joy right away, instead mm-hmm. of putting it off. Cause I think where we got like stuck a lot is just having things build up so much. And so then it gets more overwhelming, but if we just do take care of it right away enough, you have your joy, no joy meter going <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> regularly, then you can just like get it done with and don't have to worry about it. Don't pile it up in the closet and have it take over. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. That's a great tip. And I, I know with the, the clients that I have who are moms with kids and share their space you know, with their family, they hear the strict rules, we could say, within the life-changing magic of tidying up Marie Kondo's book that say that you should put your mask, uh, your oxygen mask on first, right? And um, make sure you complete your tidying series before you work with your children. But I found mm-hmm. that the moms who are um, going through that process, the kids, they start to get interested as, uh, mm-hmm. as they mm-hmm. see their parents, you know, modeling this new behavior. Uh, right. So I often tell my clients, as long as you feel like you've got a good handle on your homework um, or your, you know, the process and kind of meet the kids where they are with their interests. Cause you know, that could wane if, if they let that moment pass. Um, so I'm curious what your opinion is on that. Cause it's, it's a little bit, you could say um, not in alignment with true Kanmari execution. Um, so I would, I was wondering what you would, you um, think about integrating children into the process when that's a good time to do. Well, definitely. I think my first thing, I'm not Marie Kondo. Like I'm not strict about the KonMari method. I really blend in what Mm -hmm. works for families and on individual basis. And so, um, yeah, I really think you have to figure out what's going to work for you. And I definitely, when I did this, my, the KonMari method in my own home, I would do one category of my own and then one category with my daughter who was two and a half at the time. Um, and so we went to that. And so that's not following a strict policy or protocol, but, um, it worked for us. And I can see how it's totally contagious. Like you're saying, like you start doing it and like everyone around you, like literally my entire neighborhood was like, what are you doing? Oh, this is awesome. And like started to do it. And it just spread really nicely through the community. And so as you're like, doing this in your own life. And if your kids are picking up on it and interested, oh my gosh, you like take advantage of that. And just like, like you're saying, work with them from where they are. And I think it's best, like if you have really resistant family members that you just, you know, focus on yourself. And so Marie Kondo's advice is great. If in that situation where people aren't Mm -hmm. getting interested. um, And so then once you finished and either you're going to just let go of worrying about what your family is doing, or you're going to be like, okay, I finished this and it's really great. And hopefully by the end, and usually what happens is that by the end of your process, then your family is like, oh yeah, that was kind of cool. Like I'm kind of curious and want to try it. But um, yeah. So I I think it's so, I I have an experience with that. Um, a, a little boy currently. And um, I think his mom has been really surprised at how much of a personality he has. And he's like five years old and he um, 
is absolutely certain um, what sparks joy and what doesn't. And originally his mom was like, oh, I don't, he's never going to be able to make up his mind about these things. He, you know, he feels he doesn't, he doesn't care about what he wears, but he most certainly does. And it's been really fun to watch his little personality kind of develop um, as he's, you know, made it very clear what clothes he likes and what he doesn't and what he's perfectly happy letting go of and what he wants to hold on to. And it has been completely different than what his mother expected. So it is really interesting to me to see um, how different personalities um, kind of uh, kind of come out for display when, when you do this with a family. Oh, definitely. And I think that's so important that we have these preconceived notions about who our kids are. And yeah, we actually don't know. And it's such a good experience to really observe and learn about our kids through this process, I think. Um, And I do, I recommend for some families to do this for their children, um, even if they are older than three, um, depending on your philosophy. But so I think that it's important to know your child and if they're going to be able to handle it or not. And if you start doing it and they really are too stressed, I think this happened with a couple of the kids that I worked with, that it was too stressful for them and mm-hmm. too emotionally triggering. And so um, I recommend that the family, like the parents do this for the kids, but it's really important also in that instance to really closely observe who your child is and tune into them and see what they love and what they are not playing with. And I think it's such a beautiful way to connect. I really, I keep saying this, but it's about this process for me is about connection and not perfection. And so, yeah, I just think it's so helpful to take that into consideration of like, who are your children and what do they love and not. And (laughs) right. Yeah, it sounds like you just yeah. described uh, one of my clients who just texted me a picture of her daughter folding. And she told me the backstory. She said she had, you know, but she came to a place where she was comfortable te- showing her children how to Kanmari. So she was like, well, we'll talk about folding later. Just, just get the sort part down. Walked away for 30 minutes, came back to her daughter, <laughs> and she had only shown her daughter how to fold a t-shirt. And her daughter had folded the entire drawer and pants. She had come up with her own way of folding them <laughs> and it looked perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, it, was, it is interesting <laughs> because her, her twin sister, was an identical twin, uh, didn't wasn't really feeling the process. Sat back, was reading a book, you know, just wasn't as interested. Um, so even twins, you know, have a, t- a completely different wow. um, take on Kamari. And uh, she has a third child, a son, uh, and she and he was um, coming along with it just fine in terms of folding, um, but questioned some steps like, why do we talk to clothes? You know, what 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 is that about? You know, so she found her own way to express that as something that, you know, it's one of those things you do and then you'll figure out why later, you know, kind of thing. And yeah, so it's just I was so happy for her because she's really, you know, doing great in her own tidying and it's really um, her kids are showing up and they're just proud of themselves. So yeah, so it's great. Um, the, the, the way this is contagious. 
Oh, it was so common where people are like, what? Talk to my clothes, like say thank thank you and goodbye. <laughs> and there's like this resistance. And I kind of had it like, what is this part about? But then I've come to find out like that actually that part of where saying thank you and acknowledging your whatever it is, your clothing or the item that you're letting go is actually mm-hmm. really important. And it's a vital part of the process, but also of like um, being grateful to your belongings. So it helps you let go of them easier. It's mm-hmm. like, like it softens, like letting go for me, it definitely was like, wow, I feel like, oh, this shirt that I loved in college, like, I loved you. Thank you. You were awesome. And now I can say goodbye to you because now I'm like a grown in a different lifetime. Right. But also that gratitude creates joy as Brene Brown says. And so like the more you focus on gratitude in your life, the more joyful you can be. And I feel like that is really like every one is saying like every happiness expert is like focus on gratitude, like have your gratitude journal, like really gratitude is so big. And imagine like you're going through every single thing you own and focusing on gratitude and just like rewires your brain. That's that's such a good point. And it's such a unique part of the KonMari method of focusing on the joy, because a lot of it is like declutter, get rid of right, all right. the like crap or terrible things. But but really, with this focus, you're focusing on the joy and what you love. And so we had a thread recently where someone was like, I want to KM my body fat. And it was like this long thread of like everyone saying what diet you should do and all these things. And really what I feel like it is about is that KonMari mindset of focusing on the joy, like focusing mm-hmm. on like how you love your body, like what parts are really like <laughs> working for you and what you love and maybe that your body is carrying you through life or that you've given birth and like all these things that we could love about our body. And I think that actually would help people if they want to lose weight or whatever the thing is that once you love yourself, you like feel happier and you're going to make better eating choices. And like just that whole part of focusing on the positive, I think is really profound. (laughs) Well, Christine, we ask all of our guests at this very moment, what sparks the most, most joy for you in your life? What's um, my family definitely sparks so much joy for me. And I think just the idea that I mentioned about this process being really about connection and we're so much more connected. My husband and I, and my daughter and I, like the three of us were really um, transformed by this process in such a beautiful way. And I feel like regularly really joyful. And yesterday we were dancing in our house and my daughter was kissing our house, like the walls and the doors and all the parts and (laughs) being like really loving up our house. Uh And I feel like I really, really am dedicated to bringing this joy in to other families. Um, And just like, I'm so joyful about sharing this way of living and being more simple and being more grateful and joyful and happier. And I recently went back to one of my clients' house where we did the entire process in her home. And I even could feel in her voice, like when I talked to her on the phone before I went, that she, like, there was this lightness and freedom in her. And I went to her house and it was like, unbelievable. Like, 
just that lightness and free feeling feels so good to me to help people find this. And I really want it for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Well, we've talked about positivity and gratitude today. Do you have any final tiding words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, let's see. I don't know. I think probably I would just say like this method is really about tuning in to what brings you joy. And so tuning in to your intuition and really trusting your intuition and getting to know yourself and loving yourself and just changing that aspect of your life, I think can be so profound. And so I just encourage you to keep trusting your joy checks and trusting your intuition and yourself. And um, yeah. Well, that is a great win. And we want to thank you, Christine, for joining us here at Spark Joy. It was great having you. Oh, it was so wonderful to speak to you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. And to connect with Christine, you can visit her website, creatingcomcoach.com. Christine is offering SparkJoy listeners a free checklist for creating calm in your home available on her website and in our show notes. You can also follow her on Instagram at creatingcomcoach or join her private Facebook group, KonMari Method Life-Changing Magic. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how KonMari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. You can also join the discussion on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with KonMari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of KonMari Media Incorporated or the KonMari consultant community.